0: Welcome to episode, let's call this one zero zero, of uh, Short Eats, a portion of the Seattle Restaurant Podcast. If you didn't listen to the first one, Short Eats is basically going to be a show with just me, Sid, uh, and one guest, and we're going to kind of... Uh, tell a funny anecdote or or a story. um, And it's really fun. My buddy Charles Aliano uh, from... um, We've known each other, fuck, man, what, like seven, eight years? At least, yeah. Um, So Charles worked in the same kitchen as uh, me when I owned uh, uh, the food truck group, um, and he worked for Halava Falafel. Uh, He was the truck lead there, um, and he killed it, and he helped me out with my truck a couple times. And then he has moved to maryland maryland of old places and he has started his own food truck called Flipside gastro and it's so rad to see because he you know he just came home this first time i've seen him in the, um you know since he started his business and um it's it's rad because like he, he told me before he left he's gonna start a food truck and um you hear that a lot and and he he actually fucking did it and four years later he is still rocking and rolling and um it's funny we we've been talking for about an hour uh before we hit record and um we we've kind of touched on a lot of topics but one thing i would love to talk about is quote unquote making it so there's two things with making it one you're still alive four years later <laughs> yeah that is i would say you're in the top 10 percent I, I i used to consult for food trucks and i have people that literally shut down within a month couldn't handle the swings You have a food truck background, so you knew how hard it was going to be. You didn't really know the business side too much. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So so let's just jump into it. Um, uh, So you left Seattle, you moved to Maryland, um, and uh, you you bought a food truck, and you've been going out, and and what's your menu like? So uh, we primarily specialize
1: in our grass-fed ground beef burgers and our um, buttermilk chicken sandwiches. Um, we also do things like braised short rib poutine and some Brussels sprouts and uh, different variations of wings. Right.
0: So, but mostly like gastropub. Yeah, oh so yeah, kind of just
1: pair. anything you want to pair with a you know a nice cold drink, or and you mostly do like breweries and that kind of thing. Yeah, cool. we do a lot of breweries um, and a lot of wineries out there okay. in Maryland. So,
0: and and what's really fun about um, uh, Flipside is uh, you kind of paired the food part with your love of skateboarding, graffiti. Um, and and it's you know I've known you for a while. It's really cool to see um, this this kid. Uh, I remember we had a, a loading dock on the back of our kitchen and. This- guy would just no, like man. be doing flip like what i don't know what you call it like just flipping off like backflips yeah off literally backflips and as i'm on. just this old man like oh my god if you fall on your back like this truck's not going out for a week <laughs> um, but but i remember yeah you always brought your skateboard i remember you got hurt a couple times i remember you maybe had a cast or something, i don't know yeah um
1: well, there's been a couple falls here and there but nothing that'll put me out of the game
0: but but so rat to see just your personality on a food truck all the, all these years later. Um but, but what I want to talk about is, is quote unquote making this. Like I said, um four years later you're still operating. Um and and feel free to share as much as you're comfortable sharing. But um you work how many hours a week would you say?
1: Um you know when we're really pumping it's it's eighty hours a week, you
0: know eighty hours physically from the time you wake up, you get in your car, you're getting the truck, you're getting the propane, you're reheating. Oh yeah. Eighty easy. hours a week.
1: Easy, easy. I mean um our, our uh, how should I say, our commissary kitchen is about 30 minutes away. Yep. And then from that, it's another 45 minutes in the opposite direction to get some of our product. Right. Um, and then driving back, rush hour traffic at that time, I mean, it eats away at you real yeah, fast. Yeah. And then that's all just before you even get to put the product on the shelf. Got it. So 5.30 you so you're starting. What time do you actually get open? Um, You know, we're probably, a- as far as open for business. Yep, yep. So we
0: open up around 4 p.m. Um, you start at 5.30 in the morning, and you do all this prep, and then you open at 4 p.m.? Yeah. This typically. is not even a lunch shift. This oh, yeah. No, t- no, no, no. For no. Dinner this is, this is yeah. for a dinner
1: shift, yeah. Um, wow. Typically, our dinner shifts at the breweries uh, would be like a Friday night, 4 to 8. Uh, on the weekends, we really don't have a lot of turnover time between that Friday night and that Saturday morning, getting all the stuff ready sure, on the sure. truck and, and back there at, at noon. And um, you know, twelve to eight on yeah. on Saturday, you got to keep that product rolling in somehow. Sure. So you got to take every minute in between those shifts
0: to make sure you're stocked up and ready to roll for the next one. Okay, so you're physically working eighty hours, whether driving the truck or prepping or actually serving people. How many hours are you doing? Um, just everything else like the social media, the emails. Are you kind of doing that while you're on the truck, or does someone else do that for you, or how does that work? So. I would um, I would say it's split 50/50. My wife
1: would be in charge of the social media presence. Um, but I got to send her pictures of while I'm out on the field too. so it's kind of a collaborative effort. I'll send it her her way, take some pictures on the truck, send it her way. She'll edit them and put some captions and, and then put it out right. on social media.
0: So, so you're you're gotta run everything through the web. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Um so so here's what's interesting. Um, me and you have very, very similar lives as as food truck owners because we we both have two kids. Um and I am just so fortunate in my life at this point where I've kind of learned work life balance. I only go out a couple of times a, a week. I, I I prep one day, go out a couple of times a week, and I hang out with my kids um, you know, three and a half days a week. Um and, and those three and a half days I'm with my kids is rarely touched by work maybe a couple emails but i just mostly concentrate on them it's taken me a long time to get to this point and not many cooks get this luxury of of you know if they have a family being able to hang out with them because you know a lot of people are like you where they're working 80 hours so here's what's fascinating you're 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 clocking in 80 hours physically um and and you own the business all oh, the risks on you if you don't mind sharing what what would you say you bring home a month uh, as far as uh like, finance. Like, what is your paycheck? Oh, I, I'm fifteen hundred bucks a month. You make fifteen hundred to two thousand. You know, fifteen hundred to two grand a month, and I mean, I don't even know what the math is on that. If you, you it's know, it's not good. It's, dude, it's, it's, I'll tell you that. That's four hundred hours. If you're looking at five weeks, that's four hundred hours a week. Um, so that's that's uh. I think fifty cents an hour. If I'm doing yes, my give or take, man, <laughs> it's life of the starving um, artist is what I go by. So it's crazy because on one hand you're making it because you're out every day. You, you know you're wearing your merchandise, like people know your company. But on the other hand, you're making much much less than you would if you just went and got a job at like Denny's or something like that. Which is that a fair thing to say?
1: Absolutely. But you know, I I gotta say that you could put a dollar amount on it and say that yeah, I'm only making fifty cents an hour. But at the end of the day, I get to do what I love. I get to go out there, I get to put on a, a smiling face, and I get to flip burgers for, for people that are just stoked to be there. You know, And my biggest goal, and, and we were talking a little bit about this before we, we hit record, You know, is constantly chasing that dragon of having somebody take a bite of your food and that be a lasting memory for them years down the road you know hey remember when we had that that burger at that that flipside gastro place oh my god wasn't that good it was like the best burger i've ever had that is something that has always been very important to me is making people have a great experience and that's why i'm in the service industry we're right. not in this industry to make millions you know it's right. just not the one you're better <laughs> off buying a couple lotto tickets you right,
0: know for sure so, yeah, I mean, uh, th- I, think, I think that's just kind of the nail I want to hit. Um, you literally take a pay cut just to do what you love. Um, what would, I, we talked about earlier, it doesn't happen to you too much, you said. But, um, you know, what would you say to someone that says your, your food is too expensive? Oh, what would I say to them or what would I say to myself inside my head? Because
1: inside Look, my head, I'm going to say there's a McDonald's around the corner. Sure. <laughs> um, but I would tell them, you know, if you're uncomfortable... This one's on me, right? You okay. buy the food. If you don't like it, I will give you your money back because that's how much I believe that you are going to like this. That's how confident you are. That I love I love my food. The m- number one ingredient that any cook should have is love. For sure. Absolutely. If you don't love what you're doing, you shouldn't be there. Right. So they can taste that. Right. And I feel like I put I put those hours in so that way you could have a good meal. Right. And the price is just because guess what dude we went through a pandemic <laughs> and stuff has skyrocketed right. not just gas and chicken right you know everything else in between so unfortunately the dollar isn't what it used to be right. and yeah things have a bigger price tag now but you got to keep the wheels going you got to keep the gas in the tank and the propane on
0: on the burners you know right if you could if you could do it again would you do it just the way you did it or what would you change you know i
1: it's 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 tough because you learn a lot of lessons the first time right you don't go out and buy a corvette for your first car because you know you're gonna ding it up a few times sure i bought a pretty nice corvette (laughs) 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 but uh you know that's that's all i would say is i'd probably go with something a little bit smaller on the scale learn the business side of things more because i am a creative type and i think that shows in both the food and my personality and, sure. and you come to the truck, we're going to have fun, man. Right. We're going to talk about skateboarding. My menu's built out of skateboard. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> There's a graffiti on my truck. That we're bumping good music and yep. maybe sometimes a little offensive music, but, <laughs> um, you know what? We're here to have a good time. And we're here to bring an experience to you. Sure. You know? So are you, I are would you probably downsize a little bit? On right. the size, okay. But, you know, but, but
0: as far as like four years ago, you, you have a job offer at, you know, six figures at, at, you know, a pretty media, you know, like a, let's say a a, a a dining chain you know like a um you know like a Applebee's or something like that 100 grand at, to work at Applebee's or making um what is that uh you know 24,000 uh being your own boss what do you pick oh my own boss all day long every day every day even though you can get free riblets ah oh, dude the riblets that's <laughs> a that's a hard case to crack but you know <laughs> got yeah, i right. got to i got pass so, on them though. Yeah, so i, I got to do I, it for myself it's it's um i just don't know many other jobs where you know that that happens like you 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 know you're taking a you know you're turning down four times what you're making just to continue to do what you love and and that's what i love about this industry it's it's you know it's sometimes you get away from it sometimes when you keep your head down too long you you know you keep on chopping and you start hating parts about this job but then sometimes you get away from it and you come back and, and you just fall in love with it again and um you know what we're talking about earlier is is i think that's what a lot of cooks are chasing it's it, it is that one bite from a customer um it happens a lot on my cart could too um not not you yeah, know, i was trying not to be arrogant about it but like it's such a unique dish my favorite thing is like i'll be cooking the next one but kind of eyeballing the person walking away and and just looking for them to take that first bite and it's it's fucking worth it it's it is like it, like you know, I'm in a very fortunate position. I love what I do, and and I'm I kind of can set my prices where I want to. Um, you know, you're not there yet. You know, it seems like yep. you know, um, but you're gonna get there. Um, I'm I'm you know I've known you long enough to know that you have the passion and you have the hard work and the willpower. Um, and and hopefully you know everything works out. But uh, man, Charles, uh, in Seattle uh, now that you're back, what's the one thing you have to eat? Oh, I gotta get some good poutine, man. You gotta get some good. poutine. Where, where, where's make your poutine it, place? In uh, Seattle, oof. you
1: know what? I and and this is you're gonna kill me for this. It's a place in Green Lake. But I can't
0: remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well we'll we'll post it um on our on our Insta when when we remember the name. Uh man, favorite poutine for what, me. Yeah. What about you, man? I mean, I worked at Skillet for so long that we made so much poutine that like, I don't know if I had a I honestly, I can't, I'm blanking, dude. I can't, it's it's there, for me, it's like you could go anywhere, okay? I got, here and I, got get it, some I got really it. solid poutine. Vancouver, um, there's a place called Jappa Dog, and they had a Japanese curry poutine. Oh. And, um, I, I'll tell you what, like, uh, you know, if you look at my Instagram, I try to go as many restaurants as we can. And, um, me and my girlfriend went up there to go see a show, and um, Japa Dog was kind of by our hotel. We went ate there first night. Fell in love and had it the second night. We were oh, only there yeah. in Vancouver for two nights, and it was so good. And and that Japanese curry poutine was was um, just off the chain. Um, but uh, so yeah, but yeah, I mean, how can you go wrong? Carbs really, and, yeah. and gravy and cheese. Um, Set that up. Well, fuck, man. Well, thanks so much for stopping by. I know you're busy while you're here in Seattle, so thanks for making a couple minutes to to hang out. Um, Absolutely, man. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Next week, we have a very special guest, Jose Garzon from Garzon, um, the pop up at the Black Cat in Belltown, as well as a former musician. I'm so excited to talk to him. So uh, thanks for hanging out at the Seattle Restaurant Podcast. Short Eats. We'll see you next week with a full episode.